News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. The House and Gallery will please rise for an invocation which will be offered by the Honorable James Tallarico of Williamson County. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Let us pray. Holy mystery, you have so many names. The Torah calls you creator. The Quran calls you peace. The Gita calls you destroyer. The Dharma calls you truth. And the first epistle of John calls you perhaps the most beautiful name of all, love. You are the strange love uniting all things. The love that drew elements together after that big bang the love that drew life itself from those primordial oceans, the love that drew us all to this exact moment, the love we were born of, the love we exist in, and the love we will one day return to. In my faith, you expressed yourself through a barefoot rabbi who embodied your perfect love, a crucified carpenter who gave only two commandments, love God and love neighbor because there is no love of God without love of neighbor. Help us love not just in word, but in action. Help us honor not just the name of Jesus, but the way of Jesus. Help us free the oppressed, feed the hungry, house the homeless, heal the sick, release the prisoner, welcome the stranger, forgive the enemy, and above all, protect your creation. The word of God is love. Let us not be hearers of your word, but doers of your word in our families, in our communities, and in this chamber. Not just with prayers, but with policies. Not just personal love, but political love. Because democracy is not just a constitution. Democracy is a covenant. Holy mystery, open our minds, open our hearts, open our hands so that we may build a new world in the shell of the old. A world that is more just, more free, more whole, and more in love with you. In all your many names we pray, amen. What you just heard was a prayer that was given on the floor of the Texas House just last week. Um, I was actually watching the House floor at the time and Representative Phelan, our speaker, said that he was representing, he was announcing, introducing the Honorable James Tallarico to lead us in prayer, our state the state house, we begin each day of legislative session in prayer, um, which I think is a good thing, uh, though I'm not sure it was such a good thing last week. James Tallarico gave a sermon several months ago at, uh, I think, his church or just a church in his district that I uh, was able to sit down and watch. I actually watched this back when he gave it. He tweeted it out, a link to his Sunday sermon. Um, and there's no doubt in anyone's mind that James Tallarico is a very liberal, general spiritualist who identifies as a Christian, but denies all of the basic precepts of Christianity. And that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not he's able to be elected to the Texas House of Representatives. For those of you who don't know, he's 
considered a rising star. He's young. He's articulate, as you can hear in his prayer. He's um, somebody who's been very closely aligned to the Castro brothers here in Texas. He was elected as part of the Beto wave in 2018 and was just recently reelected. He represents a district that has historically been Republican since 2010, since that swing and just swung back. I've said something several times on this show that I think continues to need to be reiterated, but the Texas legislature is not a moral body of people as a whole. And there will be several legislators that will get offended by that statement. They will say things like, oh, I cannot believe you're calling me immoral. Um, And that will just again, prove the problem with groupthink. One of the things that the legislature does is it very quickly tries to convince you as a legislator that you are part of this great, amazing body. And so any any attack on one of us is attack on all of us, right? Dade Phelan did this recently when Dan Patrick came out and said that repricing needed to happen. And the speaker of the house was holding it up and the speaker tried to make it about the house. The house is holding this up. Um, and Trey Martinez Fisher is actually the one that accurately pointed out he's a Democrat from San Antonio. He pointed out, wait a second, the House hasn't spoken on this at all. Just you have spoken on this. But it's a tactic that's been used by leadership for a long time, which is, hey, an attack on one of us is attack on all of us. Well, I'm going to address the legislature as a whole, and it's not an attack on any one member. The legislature is not a moral body. It's not a body driven by a strong moral ethic, to be clear. During the scandal of Dennis Bonin, where he and Dustin Burroughs were found to be duplicitous, deceptive individuals, operators within the political realm, the people that stood closely to them were all the people that were benefited by the power that they had and had given to those other individuals. And there were some people that stood away from them or pushed back from them or distanced themselves who actually did stand to lose from it. People like Representative Phil King is a good example, or Representative Ford Price from Amarillo. Um, People who were in good positions, even Representative Lyle Larson. I actually was recently talking to a listener of this show over the weekend and uh, I did not know this this gentleman. He'd been following my podcast, which was really encouraging. It's very encouraging as I'm out and about when I have Texans come up and say, hey, I follow your podcast, which happens every now and then. And uh, it's just good for me to hear from y'all that you're learning something, hopefully, um, and that this show is being used. But he was mentioning the fact that Lyle Larson had gotten a lot more emails from him this session than he'd had before, which was very encouraging for me to hear. And hopefully many of you are reaching out to your legislators. But Lyle Larson is a good example of somebody who was doing very well under the Bonin regime, but did decide to criticize him. Uh, and even though I don't agree with many of those men politically, they did make those decisions. But the people that stood next to them even people who I know to be strong men in other areas of their life in this arena had to stick with the deceiver. Why? That's a good question. And I'm not going to tell you the exact answer because there's a lot of different answers that could be, but, but you have to understand that the legislature is not 
driven by a strong moral ethic. There's a double standard in the legislature. People will lie to your face. People cover for each other. No one wants to admit if somebody else is letting conservative legislation die, letting legislation that recognizes the right to life or addresses these major problems we have with the sexual revolution that's tearing our nation apart, including Texas, when it comes to transitionary surgeries for teenage kids. So what does this all have to do with a prayer? Well, let's go back. So, so James Tallarico is not a Christian. And that's not a controversial statement. He is, he has openly denied, even in that prayer, fundamental precepts of Christianity. I remember when Rick Warren uh, said, you know, and if Rick Warren says you're not a Christian, you're not a Christian. And all I mean that to say that Rick Warren's not necessarily seen as like the, the most strident, hardcore believer within the Christian faith, but he was talking about Mormons and he said, well, they deny the Trinity. They're not Christians, right? Anybody who says that God is coming to everybody in different forms, right? And this is a universalist idea that says that God is presenting himself to you in whatever form you have found him. So all roads lead to eternal communion with God. Now, this would go directly against what scripture says when Jesus said, no one's going to come to the Father but through me. And the sad thing is, Tallarico recognizes Jesus. He says, you've come to me in the form of a barefoot rabbi. But he clearly has not read everything that that, uh, let me just stop. He has read everything, I believe, that that barefoot rabbi said, at least from the things that I've seen from him. I think he's a very well-read individual. And I'm not trying to have a theological debate with James Tallarico right now. But if you listen to that prayer, you can rewind and go back to the start of the episode. You will hear a man openly deny Christ and everything that he said. It's not loving to lead people astray. And that's the sad thing of what Representative Tallarico misses. He says, you came to us in love. And then he proceeds to lead people astray as to who God is. And God is love. And that's why he sent his son. And this Sunday, we're going to celebrate Easter, which is the resurrection of that rabbi. He defeated death because he loved us. And yet James Tallarico broadcasted to the entire state of Texas, pure and utter religious garbage. So what does this have to do with the Texas House? This is where we are at. So here's what you need to know. First of all, the Speaker of the House is the one who decides who's going to pray. It's ultimately his decision, and he should take ownership of that decision. Everybody answers to him. I don't remember whether House administration, which would be Will Metcalf, actually like schedules them, who's one of Dade's like top five lieutenants or actually like the speaker's office actually coordinates it. I think it's the speaker's office. I could be speaking out of turn. It might be Will Metcalf. Either way, the buck stops with Dade Phelan. 
And a prayer like that should not be given on the House floor again. Now, what, what do I mean by that? Do I mean that we should literally require everybody to submit word for word the prayers they're going to give? No. Should certain names not be allowed to get mentioned on the House floor? I probably don't think so. But I can tell you this, that the Speaker of the House absolutely knows what some people believe and can absolutely decide that our prayer is significant. Let me make this clear. The Texas House works on a lot of things. The most significant words uttered on the House floor each day is the prayer. There's nothing else that'll happen that is more significant than those words. And the content of those prayers reveals the heart of the Texas legislature. So when your state representative comes home and says, oh, it's such a great body on Twitter, if you follow these guys and you just hear them talking about how awesome the Texas house is, know that this is the place that they think is awesome. That prayer you heard, that's revealing as to the state of the heart of the legislature. Does that mean no good prayer has ever been prayed on the floor? Absolutely not. But there is a trivialness that that prayer is being treated with right now, that that is allowed to stand. It's not a good thing for Texas. It should cause all of us to be gravely concerned. Lastly, I want to leave with you, leave you with something very practical. Okay. A couple of people have reached out to me in the last week. In fact, this gentleman who I was talking to over the weekend reminded me I had an email or two from a couple of listeners in the last week or two saying, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. I mean, engaging more. Thank you for emailing me, by the way. And I will try to email everyone back. I'm not as good at that as I'd like to be. Uh, but they had said, Hey, I just want to do something more. So I'm going to give you one idea that I have told several people about that I think is really important. Okay. Um, so we're in the middle of legislative session, and I'm talking about various different policies. And so some of you are going to be reaching out to your legislators saying, hey, I would like you to know that I oppose HB3, if that is how you feel, right? Or I would like you to know that I support this said pro-life legislation or banning transgender surgeries, okay? And so it, as you're thinking about that, different people have said, hey, how can I increase my own circle of influence? And that's what I'm going to tell you how to do, okay? So here's what you need to know. There are a decent amount of your friends who would rely on your opinion to know how to be more politically involved? Like those of you who reach out to me and say, what can I do to be more involved? Think of all of the friends in your life that you know are right of center from their worldview, okay? They are probably significantly less informed than you are if you're listening to this show, okay? I'm not trying to speak toot my own horn too loudly. But I'm just saying, if you're consuming content regarding Texas politics, you're far more engaged. So separate just you reaching out to your own legislator. Let's say it's your county commissioner, your state rep, your state senator, your congressman on a certain issue. And what I want you to do is I want you to build a list of people that you know that align with your worldview. And maybe not on every single issue, but you know more often than not, they would agree and put their email address down and their cell phone down and make a little list. And whenever you reach out to your state representative, say on banning transgender surgeries, and you say, hey, 
I'm really concerned about this piece of policy. It's not moving fast enough. And I want to know that you're supportive. And I want you to actually make sure that it becomes law. Okay. You type up a little email, you send it to them. You then take that email and you email it to the 15, 20, 25, or 30 people you know within your general region. And some of these people might not be in your exact district, right? But maybe you live in a Democrat district and maybe you have friends in a Republican district and that's somebody who actually matters more than your own representative. I don't know. But what I want you to do is I want you to take that list and routinely once a week, every other week, I mean, we're in the middle of legislative session. This thing's done in May. So you only have a couple months left. But anytime you're sending any type of engagement notification, I want you to simply take that list of people, 20 or 25, 30, 40, 50, 100. I don't know how big the list is. And I want you to email it and say, hey, I just reached out to my representative or senator or county commissioner or city councilman on this local issue, on this statewide issue, on this federal issue that matters to me. This is what I sent them. I want you to copy and paste the email you sent into the email. This is what I sent them. And this is maybe a link to the story right? Here's a story on the bill that I'm concerned about. So this is what I'm concerned about. And this is what I sent to my representative. And then if you just Google who is my representative Texas, right? There's a bunch of websites that come up where you can just plug in your zip code and it pulls up your legislators with their contact. So you can say, hey, here's how you contact your representative. Here's what I sent to them. Here's why I care about this issue. And I wanted to encourage you to do the same. Now, here's what you need to understand. If you do just that a couple times in the next several months, you will become the political expert in your entire community. Everyone's going to come to you to know who to vote for, what issues to push, what's going on. So I want you to take the information you're getting from this show or other shows or other news sources you're consuming and turn that into something that could make a bigger difference. So that is just one idea that I want to give to you today for something for something that you can consider doing over the next several months. Texas needs more and more Texans engaged in the political process. We all know that. And we know that politicians don't generally have the best of intentions for you. You are not their number one priority as a citizen. It's unfortunate. I hate it. I wish it wasn't the case. Because then we could all talk about how awesome and citizen-centered our politicians are. But we know that's not the case, so we have to engage differently with them. We've got to be wise. We've got to not be naive in the process. Pray for the Texas House. Lord knows they are not always praying the type of prayers that bring glory and honor to the Lord. But neither are we. And that's also a time of self-reflection to make sure that each and every time we go before the Lord, we understand the importance of what we're doing. Also, you should know that his throne is readily available. So you should have any hesitancy in any way to go to him, to express love, affection, glory, honor, praise, petition, confession to him. He created us. He sent his son. His son was love just not the love that Talarico thinks. Because the words Talarico spoke were hateful words that would lead people astray eternally, far more consequential than anything he's going to accomplish as a legislator. It's unfortunate. God bless you.
God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.